Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. This is Alex. Good morning and welcome to our Monday show where we take a look back at the weekend that was and take a look at the week that is to come. This morning is October 30th, 2023, and on the show today, we have who is reporting earnings this week. Spoiler alert, everybody. The results of the most recent crypto rally, new AI-related moves by major governments, Web Summit's new CEO, and X is working to sort out the incentives of its paid engagement program. With all that said, to work. Let's start with a look at the world of money, and that means we must kick off with the stock market. Over in Asia, stocks are mixed today. They are strongly higher in Europe, despite a 0.1% contraction in German GDP in Q3, and stocks are set to open both up and down here in the U.S., What does that mean? Well, the tech-heavy Nasdaq is looking green, while more diversified indices are red in pre-market trading. But who cares about all of that when there's so much information yet to come? On the earnings front, we have a bunch of names. I tried to find every single company you might care about that's reporting this week. If I missed your favorite one, I'm sorry. Anyways, on Monday, we are going to hear from Arista Networks, Pinterest, SoFi, Zoom Info, Workiva, and Chegg. Tuesday, just two names, AMD and Freshworks. And then Wednesday, the deluge begins. We shall hear from Qualcomm, Airbnb, PayPal, DoorDash, Zillow, Procore, Confluent, Roku, Etsy, Tenable, Wayfair, Joby Aviation, Rapid7, JFrog, Fastly, Eventbrite, and Lemonade. And then Thursday, Apple, may have heard of them, Shopify, Atlassian, Palantir, Block, Cloudflare, Coinbase, Dropbox, Qualys, Five9, Yelp, DigitalOcean, Peloton, and Udemy. It's going to be absolutely incredibly busy, but we are going to learn a lot at the same time. We're going to better understand chips, fintech, cloud infra, consumer hardware, e-commerce, edtech, the list just goes on and on. If you care about how tech companies are doing in the back half of 2023, This is a great week to pay attention. I know that I will be. Next up, crypto. But before we get into prices and changes, don't forget we had a bonus episode this past weekend with our dear friends over at the Chain Reaction Podcast. If you want to learn all about the trial of erstwhile CEO of FTX SBF, that's for you. And if you don't know what all those acronyms are, well, listen to the show. We'll tell you all about it. Anyways, crypto prices have stabilized after a material rally. Bitcoin is up nearly 13% in the last week to $34,600 this morning. Ethereum is up a similar 8% in the last seven days to around $1,800 per token. And perhaps even more importantly, trading volume in the world of crypto has risen to levels not seen since March in the last couple of weeks. That's very good news for Coinbase and other exchanges ahead of earnings. Next up, my favorite part of the show, what I call big news that matters. And there's no bigger news that matters more than the new executive order from the Biden administration about all things AI. Now, there is a lot going on in this. I am not going to drag you through it point by point by point because we'd be here until the cows come home. But I have grabbed a couple of things that I think you should know about. The key section for our interest is called New Standards for AI Safety and Security. The first thing it says is that it's going to require that developers of the most powerful AI systems share their safety test results and other critical information with the U.S. government. That will fall under the Defense Production Act. And frankly, not a huge surprise, public-private data sharing is a big thing. And in AI, what's more important than sharing data? 
Elsewhere, there's notes about standards and tools and tests to help ensure that AI systems are safe, secure, and trustworthy. That's going to fall under the National Institute of Standards and Technology. And there's also notes about protecting Americans from AI-enabled fraud and deception and establishing a, quote, advanced cybersecurity program to develop AI tools to find and fix vulnerabilities in critical software. It goes on and on and on, my friends. There's notes on privacy concerns and addressing algorithmic discrimination and the promotion of, quote, a fair, open, and competitive AI ecosystem by providing small developers and entrepreneurs access to technical assistance and resources. I love that amidst all the talk about big government stuff and big tech stuff and big model stuff, there's a couple of notes in there for startups. I really did appreciate that. Now, the timing. Why is this happening now? Well, apart from all the changes in the world of AI, G7 countries are expected to sign a, quote, voluntary code of conduct today focused on, quote, how major countries govern AI amid privacy concerns and security risks. And that's according to Reuters. So the U.S. is just getting out a little bit ahead of its friends, but frankly, I expect them all to hold hands and agree that AI needs government. That's what governments are saying about AI, but what about some venture capitalists? Well, in a recent chat with the FT, well-known VC Vinod Kosla said something very interesting, and I'm going to quote the newspaper here. Vinod is confident that AI will radically change the world. He believes AI has the potential to take on 80% of the workload in 80% of all human roles over the next two decades and will create huge economic value. That's all very exciting. I would like to work less while generating more value. That said, Vinod is actually not that impressed by some of the AI-related startup investing we are seeing today. However, I'll just say, given his early money into open AI, Kosla has already done very well in AI investing, so maybe looking down on his peers just a little bit. But his views do underscore that there are a bunch of experiments today in startup land to lever new AI technologies, and a bunch of them are simply not going to turn into massive companies. Next up, TechCrunch reports that Web Summit has named a new CEO, and that is Catherine Mayer. She was previously CEO and executive director of the Wikimedia Foundation between 2019 and 2021. Mayer is also the chair of the board of the foundation behind the private messaging app Signal. TechCrunch writes that she has a history of involvement in tech advocacy with a focus on human and digital rights. And in a video announcing her appointment, Mayer made no mention of the controversy that ousted Web Summit's long-standing CEO and co-founder Patty Cosgrave earlier this month. What happened? Well, he triggered outrage with remarks he made following the October 7th Hamas attacks on Israel. Cosgrave's remarks and attitude in response to criticism led to a number of high-profile tech figures and others to make very, very public statements saying that they would no longer participate in the conference. With the business at risk, Patty stepped back, and now Catherine is in charge. Scooting along, TechCrunch reports that X posts, aka tweets that are corrected by Community Notes, the platform's crowdsourced fact-checking system, will become, quote, ineligible for revenue share, according to Elon Musk. The idea, he said, is, quote, to maximize the incentive for accuracy over sensationalism. And the billionaire exec also noted that any attempts to, quote, weaponize community notes to demonetize people will be immediately obvious because all code and data is open source, end quote. 
Now, it's not clear if this is going to work, but it is very clear, at least in my experience, that misinformation on X is very prevalent recently. And one concern that I have had is that by rewarding engagement on its platform, X is effectively incentivizing the social media version of clickbait. Now, Musk is handing his own community the ability to demonetize themselves, which is an interesting experiment. If the move will be enough to combat the incentives toward outrage that X has created by paying a subset of its users for engagement is not clear. Now, X is also rolling out new, more expensive paid plans. These will include greater prominence on the platform itself, which, of course, will help paying users generate more exposure and therefore revenue for themselves. Again, incentives, incentives, incentives. The model here appears to be that X is happy to collect recurring payments from some of its users and is willing to remit the ad revenue from those paying users to the paying users themselves. Yes, this does feel modestly circular, but we'll have to wait and see how things look in a couple more quarters to really be sure. Lately, I would say that spam and sensationalism are not improving on the platform to say the least, but that's just from where I sit. This was kind of a big tech government show this morning. And I just want to say that's just the way the news kind of worked out over the weekend and into Monday morning. There's a lot more startup stuff to come from equity and, of course, from TechCrunch as well. So don't think that we've lost our DNA. We haven't. Anyways, if you do want more equity and more startups, well, we are equity pod on both X and threads. If you want more of me, I'm also Alex over on X. And we have two sister shows, Chain Reaction and Found, one all about crypto, very important this week as SBF remains on trial and found all about founders building the companies of tomorrow. All right, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. We'll talk to you on Friday when Equity is back. Peace. Equity is hosted by myself, Editor-in-Chief of TechCrunch Plus, Alex Wilhelm, and TechCrunch Senior Reporter, Mary Ann Azevedo. We are produced by Teresa Loconsolo with editing by Kel. Bryce Durbin is our illustrator. And a big thank you to the audience development team and Henry Picavet, who manages TechCrunch Audio Products. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.